Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. This is our fourth and final lesson. And I'm really excited about it uh, because it's a life changer. And I just want to begin by saying that everybody listening, if you're a Christian, you are gifted to pray. And you might think, what? No way am I gifted to pray. Prayer is very awkward for me. I, have, I struggle with prayer. And I talk to a lot of Christians that would say that. But I want to say to you, no, you're gifted to pray. And you can pray really gifted prayers. And isn't this the best time in the world to pray more than we've ever prayed? Because we're living in a world, I don't have to tell you, we're living in a world that has a lot going on, a lot of uncertainty. I mean, you have COVID, you have masks. Should I wear a mask? Shouldn't I? We have the maskers and the anti-maskers, right? Um, it's just that kind of time, right? Uh, we're fighting for social justice, but then anarchists get in there and burn buildings and so on and so forth. And then on top of that, throw a presidential election in. And uh, they're mudslinging at each other, you know. It's a crazy, uncertain time. But here's what's cool. We can pray perfect prayers during this time. We're gifted to pray. And that can bring change more than anything else. Not that we don't need other things. Not that we don't need great leaders to rise up and do some things. But guys, it's an amazing ability that God's given us. And uh, I, I, I just found something that I thought was really funny, it, it kind of wraps this all together. My generations did comic strips, now they do emojis, but take a look at this comic strip. Dear Lord, I pray for wisdom to understand my man, love to forgive him, and patience for his moods, because Lord, if I pray for strength, I'll beat him to death. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's good, even though it's not an emoji, right? I mean, that's, that's good, that's good. And, and guys, that's how we feel sometimes, right, in our relationships. So this isn't just about praying for our nation and our world. This is about praying for your world, too. And there's always something going on in our world, man. Uh, maybe it's our kids, and we know something's going on in their life, but we don't know what it is. They're not telling us. Uh, maybe it's our parents. You know, my parents went to heaven, but just before my dad went to heaven, he had dementia. And so uh, we had him tested at Hillside Hospital. They said he wasn't able to drive. But do you know, every other day, my brothers and I had to have a talk with him because he forgot the talk we had. So we would convince him that it's, he shouldn't drive. The next day, he forgot we had that conversation. And so, you know, with uh, older parents, you're dealing with all that stuff. It can be very frustrating. Or how about school and students and your relationships, the job and everything else? Guys, we can pray these amazing prayers. So this is my big idea. This is what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever, and it goes like this. We can pray perfect prayers for an imperfect world. So our world, personally, nationally, worldwide, is imperfect. But we can't just pray good prayers. We can actually pray perfect prayers. Now, perfect prayer means it can't get any better. It's perfect. Perfect is a strong word. And you and I can pray these perfect prayers. So this, this series has been about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And lesson one, we talked about how it's for today. In lesson two, we went over the nine gifts. And then last week, we talked about how it can work in, in church and in our personal lives. And today, I want to talk about you being gifted to pray. And, and this is 
really not even one of the gifts of the Spirit. This is a gift that God wants to give to every Christian, and we call it many things. But I, I want to start with a verse in the book of Romans, and take a look at what it says. Romans eight twenty six. In certain ways we are weak, but the Holy Spirit is here to help us. And I put the meaning of that Greek word in there. It literally means to take hold of together with. So this isn't something he does when you're not aware. He does it with you. So you have to do something, and then he does something. That's what the Greek language is saying. It goes on to say, for the Spirit prays for us, or he says, for example, when we don't know what to pray for, the Spirit prays for us in ways that cannot be put into words. And I remember as a young Christian, I'd read that, and I'd say, oh, we're not speaking. But no, that Greek word literally means expressed in our everyday language or articulately. And it's referring to praying in what we call the Spirit. And so he's literally talking about the Holy Spirit praying through us. And this is why I say every single one of you are gifted, because you are. If, if the Holy Spirit prays through you, it's an amazing, perfect prayer. So I want to show you Another verse, this is the Apostle Paul talking about praying in the Spirit as a devotional gift, not something for tongues and interpretation. That's something different. Not everybody operates in tongues and interpretations in a corporate setting. This is totally different. Uh, listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. But my mind is unproductive, it bears no fruit, and it helps nobody. So you're going to notice he's talking about a devotional gift. And I use the Amplified. Many of you know this. Some of you don't. So I'm going to just help you uh, understand it. Uh, most, it. Most translations are what we would call a normal translation, like the NIV, uh, the, the um, King James, the New King James, American Standard. They go one English word per Greek word, New Testament, or Hebrew word, Old Testament. So they go one for one. And they follow very strict guidelines. The Amplified said, well, we'll be a translation, but we're going to use as many English words as possible. So they set up a different set of rules. And that's because the Greek, uh, Bible Greek and Hebrew uh, languages can sometimes paint pictures, be very descriptive. And you just can't find one English word sometimes to describe them. So the Amplified said, let's just, for everyday people, let's expand on this. Let's amplify the text. And that's what they're doing. So notice it again. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. Now see, I skipped the part. That's what most translations say. But the Amplified says, no, the Greek's actually saying, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. And guys, this is really important. Because if your spirit was the only thing praying, it wouldn't be a perfect prayer. Uh, we are a spirit. We possess a soul, our mind, our will, our emotions. We live in a body. You're, the real you looks like you, but it's your spirit. And when we accept Jesus, he's recreated. He's amazing. She's amazing. Um, but guys, our spirit is trapped in our bodies. So our spirit doesn't know what's going to happen a week from now. It doesn't know what's going on in our kid's life that they're not telling us about. It doesn't know the future. It doesn't know what's going on in Washington, what corruption might be going on. It knows nothing. And so it's basically like us praying with our mind. But if the Holy Spirit gives it the words to pray, then it's perfect. Because the Holy Spirit knows what's going to happen tomorrow. 
He knows what's gonna happen six months from now. He knows what's going on in your kids' lives. It's a perfect prayer. He knows what's going on in your parents' lives. He knows how work can be fixed. He knows how school can be fixed. He knows what you need. He knows what other people need. So when we pray in the Spirit, we are praying the most perfect prayers that can be prayed. And I really think this event happened. You can't find it in the Bible, but I think after the day of Pentecost, because uh, it all snuck up on the devil, right? I think he went to heaven and said, God, we have to have a talk. Uh, this is no fair. You are not allowed to pray through your people. And God probably said, too bad, deal with it, right? And so he, he's trying to deal with it. You know how he deals with it? He gets some people to believe it's not for today. That's how he deals with it. Or he gets other people, they're, they're filled, but he occupies them, pre, you know, and they're so occupied, they never use this amazing gift. And so he's, can you imagine how afraid he is? For you to pray perfect prayers, for God to pray through you, that's scary for our enemy. And so it's the most powerful thing we can do. So how should prayer look? The, the very next verse, listen to this. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. Then what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me, but I will also pray intelligently with my mind and understanding. So that for us would be in English, right? Through our intellect. So I'm not saying if you're not spirit-filled, you can't pray really powerful prayers. I do both. Paul said I do both, right? And I typically do this. Like uh, this morning I woke up early, so I sat in my prayer chair. It's in my living room and I can look out windows. And I just sat down there early and I just began to pray. I actually woke up with a burden. I woke up with a burden for our country. So I just began to pray. And, and I pray in English and then I say, Lord, I just ask you now to pray through me in the spirit. And then I pray in the spirit. So I, I pray what I know to pray in English. And I know a lot about what to pray. But then I pray in the spirit. And I know perfect prayers are being prayed. It's the most amazing thing ever. So you might think, you sure Paul's talking about a devotional gift? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he, he is talking about a devotional gift. Uh, listen to verse 18. I thank God that I speak in strange tongues or other tongues or languages more than any of you or all of you put together. Now that's a lot because this church was misusing the gift. They were using it all through the church services. And he says, you can put all you guys together. Thousands of people in that church. And he said, I pray in the spirit more than all of you. This guy wrote nearly three quarters of the New Testament. And he says, I know how powerful this is. And now here's how you know it's devotional. Listen to this, very next verse. Nevertheless, in public worship, I would rather say five words with my understanding and intelligently for us in English through our intellect in order to instruct others in 10,000 words in a strange tongue or language. Can we all agree? Uh, you'd be pretty bored right now if I was just speaking in the spirit, right? I'd be, I mean, I like Pastor Joe, but I don't, I don't have a clue of what he's saying, right? It'd be really weird. Uh, so that's why I'm speaking in my known language. And Paul's letting us know this is a devotional tool. And I do this in private. And it's an amazing tool. You know, at the top of the chapter in verse two, listen to how he explains it. First Corinthians 14, two. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Holy Spirit. And it's a mystery because we, we don't have a clue of what we're praying. So I'll say more about this in a little bit. Guys, I, I feel commissioned by God as a pastor to teach every part of the Bible. And I have some pastor friends that say, you should never teach this stuff on a weekend because you know people will think you're crazy if they've never received it. And I'm like, well, 
if they think I'm crazy, they have to think Paul's crazy. And he, he's writing the Bible, right? It's in the Bible. I have to teach what's in the Bible. And, and so it's really powerful. And it's really life-changing. Here's something I want all of you to know. This is an important statement. Uh, you have and can receive more of the Holy Spirit. So if you're a Christian, you already have the Holy Spirit. I remember back a little bit over 40 years ago when I accepted Christ, if you were to walk into a Pentecostal church in, in this country, they would have said to you that you do not have the Holy Spirit until you speak with tongues. And man, they, they drew a hard line in the sand. And I remember accepting Christ and hearing that, and I'm like, ah, that cannot be true. And it took me a while to figure it out, but it's not true. If you've accepted Christ, you have all the Holy Spirit you'll ever need. I want, I want to make that statement. Uh, listen to 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Haven't you learned that your body is the home of the Holy Spirit uh, God gave you and that he lives within you? Your own body does not belong to you. Now, in case you're wondering, this would be a great scripture to read this week. This is a scripture on holiness or purity. And so I'm reading it because it just makes, it makes it pretty clear, right? If you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit lives in you. That's pretty powerful. So wherever you go today, he's going with you. Whatever you do tonight behind closed doors, he's in you. He's in you. And, and he's always with you. Uh, when you accepted Jesus, he came in. But then there's this gift that the Holy Spirit and that God promised to give us. And it's, it's, it's not that he comes in us. It's something beautiful. So listen to Acts 2. Peter's preaching uh, to Cornelius and his household, or, or this is the day of Pentecost, excuse me, that's the next one. And they saw him uh, speak in tongues and, and the 120, and they're like, whoa. And so Peter says in verse 38, Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So you could think, well, that just means he'll come to live in you, but, but let's read on and let's talk about it. The promise is for you, and your children, so that's everybody there. And for all who are far off, we're far off, 2,000 years plus off, right? Uh, and for all whom the Lord our God will call. So that who he calls us, who accepts Jesus as Savior. You know how he softens our heart and we say, Jesus, I believe. Anybody that believes can receive this gift. But the word receive is an amazing word. And there's several different Greek words that the Bible could have used here. So uh, if you've been around here any length of time, you've heard me say this, but it needs to be repeated. It's the Greek word lambano, and it literally means to take hold of something you already have. And so it's not something you're receiving for the first time. He could have used the word receive, that means receive for the first time, but he didn't. He said something you take hold of that you already have. So uh, how many of you have some good books you read five years ago, 10 years ago, and they're on a shelf somewhere in your office or your home? Uh, you don't need to go buy that book. You have it. And let's say it sat on a shelf for 10 years. And then you go and pull it off the shelf. You know, you know what Greek word they would use? Lombano. You're taking hold of something you already have. You're not going out and buying it for the first time. And so that's what this gift of the Holy Spirit's all about. It's us taking hold of a part of the Holy Spirit who's already in us. It's a beautiful gift. It's free. We're gifted to pray through the Holy Spirit, and we can pray perfect prayers for an imperfect world. So here's my next statement, guys. You ready? We can take hold of the Holy Spirit two ways. And this is important. You can receive it on your own, this gift, or you can be prayed for. 
And if you've been here any length of time, I, I teach on this once a year, so I wanna make sure you understand this. New people uh, in Borman, Warren, online. Um, here at Believers, we will not shove this down your throat. You will not be a second-rate citizen if you don't walk in it or believe in it. Uh, because you can pray pretty strong prayers and great prayers without the help of the Holy Spirit. And we don't look at you as second-rate citizen. Uh, but I love to share how I received it's, it's really amazing. Uh, you know, I accepted Christ. Lou witnessed to me for three years. I was at the Still Valley Barbell Club, just finished that series up a while back. And, and Lou called me after three months of sharing Jesus with me. He saw I was softening. He said, turn on this channel at this time and watch this show. And I turned it on. It was a Christian show. I watched it for an hour. At the end, I knelt down and said, Jesus, I accept you as my Savior. It was amazing. And then I got up and I lambanoed a Bible. Lou gave it to me two couple months before, but I never opened it. I had never read a Bible in my life. And so I thought, well, I might as well read this Bible. And uh, I opened it up, Bible roulette, not kidding, to 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 12. And I read 12, 13, 14, went to 15, and it bored me because it got off the subject. And so I went back and read 12, 13, 14. I was enamored with gifts of the Spirit, and I never heard of them in my life. Never, I, I grew up in a Catholic church. Never, ne our priests never talked about them. He, they would go to chapter 13 and talk about love, you know, but, but never heard about these gifts ever, never read a Bible ever in my life, and I, I, all that stood out is speaking other tongues. What we read in chapter 14, my spirit prays. Uh, you speak mysteries, and I remember after reading that over and over those three chapters, I said, God, I, I want this gift, I didn't know to say if it's for today because I had never heard anybody talk about it. I said, God, I want this gift. So later that night, I close up. Lou's still there. He's in the shower. I'm pacing in my office. And I literally say, God, God, I just want this gift. And I'm walking around saying, I want this gift. And here's what happened. I'm not adding to it at all. The Holy Spirit came upon me. I didn't know what it was. I'm 19. It freaked me out. I almost fell over. I grab a countertop. And I hear words here. And I feel a pressure here. And I just let loose and began to pray in other tongues. And I was freaking out. I drove home from Boardman to Holland, praying in tongues and prophesying. And, and I thought, this is the most insane. I'm afraid of it, but it just, it's just like took over. And so I went to bed. I woke up the next day and said, maybe that was a nightmare, a bad dream, because I'm freaked out about it. And, and I tried and I could still do it. I'm like, well, I, I better figure out what this is for, because I have no clue what it's for. 19, I've had some people, I run into people a couple years after I was born again, and, and I just would get right out there. I don't do that now, but I'd say, hey, I'm spirit-filled, you're spirit-filled, and they'd say, that's of the devil, the devil gave you that gift. So, so I say, okay, okay, and I'm just a young guy, you know, don't know much of the Bible, but I'd say, hey, I read about it in the Bible, and as a new Christian, the day I accepted Jesus, and I said, God, if this is for today, I want it. I'm saying, so you're telling me God put something in his Bible, and when I said, God, if this is for today, as a brand new Christian, I want it, that God allowed the devil to give it to me? I, I stopped them in their tracks every time. There's no answer for that, right? There's no answer. He gave it to me, right? And so, guys, it's, it's so amazing. Let me, let me read a scripture to you, and then I want to tell you why I think I received it that strongly. Typically, you're not going to receive it that strongly. Some people read a book on it, uh, hear a message on it. They go in their bedroom and say, God, I want it, and it just happens. They're not falling down. There's Power isn't hitting them like that. And so here's a time 
where Peter goes to Cornelius' house, these will be the first non-Jews to accept Jesus. It's, it's really big. The Jews didn't think they could accept Jesus, even Peter and, and even uh, his, his fellow disciples. And that's why Peter had to have a vision and an angel had to tell him on a rooftop, you go there. And he had to show him all the unclean animals coming down. And God said, what I've cleaned, you cannot call unclean. And he's shown him that all men can receive Jesus. So this is a big deal. So Peter's now sharing with Cornelius in his household, Acts 10, 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. So this is Cornelius and his household. And it says, verse 45, the circumcised believers, that's the born-again Jews, who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, the non-Jews. They're like, whoa, something crazy just happened. Like on the day of Pentecost, they, they must, God must have saved them. And, and then notice what it says, verse 46, for the, how do they know? For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, surely no one can stand in the way of, of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. The word received, lambano. They took hold of something. They were sitting there and believed in Jesus and then boom, the Holy Spirit did what he did with me. And that happens sometimes, it's amazing. So why was it so strong here? because these are the first Gentiles and God, God had to help them know, hey, you're, you're born again and he had to help the Jews know, so it came more dramatically. And, and I remember asking God, why did it happen like that for me? Because my brother Tony, it happened unevent, uneventful. All my brothers, it was uneventful. But for me, it was eventful, right? And, and here's what God dealt with me about. First of all, I was the first one in my family to accept Christ. And so it really kept me going when they told me I was in a cult. That really helped me. But, but guys, God knew in the future that I'd be on TV in the valley. God knew that I'd have a big church with multiple campuses and we're still going to add more campuses. And, and, and I'm not bragging on myself and this really probably doesn't sound like bragging. He just wanted a normal everyday guy that's not weird to be able to teach these things in a non-weird way. And he said, this guy's sensible and he'll think it through and he won't be weird. And, 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 I, and, and he impacted me so strongly, I have to talk about it. I can't hide it. It's real. I want everybody to enjoy it. Uh, we can pray perfect prayers for an imperfect world. Now, the other way is just to have someone pray for you. So uh, watch this, watch this. Acts 19, verse one. When Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus there he found some disciples. Ephesus is in modern-day Turkey, and it was a huge, really big and prosperous city. So he's going there, and, and, and then uh, he runs into some new converts. And I want to just stop for a moment and ask you a question. If you ran into brand-new Christians, understand they never heard anything about Jesus, and you ran into them, what's the first thing you would tell them about? You might say, hey, did you hook up with a church? Let me find you a good church, right? Um, are you in connect groups? You need to connect, get in a connect group. Or you might say, did you pick up your cross? Are you following Jesus? Are you becoming a disciple? Or you might say, hey, check out my Twitter feed. I don't know. But you'd say some things like that. But the guy that wrote nearly three quarters of the New Testament, do you know the first thing he said to somebody that he found was a new Christian? Here it is. And he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? 
They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. That's, they're saying, nobody told us about this. But the first question it's Lambano. He says, did you take hold of the Holy Spirit? So he, he knows they believed. He knows the Holy Spirit's in them. But he says, have you received it? Have you taken hold of it? And then they go, we don't even know he existed. So he explains some things. He finds out they weren't baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, so notice verse 5. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues, and they prophesied. Same thing that happened to me. Same thing that happened to Cornelius and his household. Guys, you can also have someone do what Paul did and just pray for you. So here at Believers, in the first 20 years, I would do a call for Christ, say, anybody want to accept Jesus? And then I would do a call for people to be baptized in the Spirit. And we, we had so few people. I think we had 10 people in 20 years that respond, because they're like, I'm not going to come up and be a public spectacle, Right? And, and so we, we had to think through how can we do this better so we learned you can do it in connect groups and it's really amazing in connect groups. So we have Pastor Bill lead a connect group for people that are searching. And some of you might say, I, I want to get into that group and, and he's going to be doing it. Connect groups are beginning really soon here and so he'll be doing it again. Here's the curriculum he uses. It's called uh, The God I Never Knew by Robert Morris, Pastor Robert Morris. And let me tell you why this book is so amazing, Okay. Pastor Robert Morris is a seminary grad. He went to seminary. So he's a doctor. I'm just a Bible school grad, right? He's a doctor. But he went to a seminary, doctor of theology. He went to a seminary that taught the gifts of the Spirit aren't for today. And he started this church, Gateway Church in Dallas, believing that these aren't for today. He started this church believing that. And then he received it. So after he received it, he wrote this book, the God I never knew. He's referring to the Holy Spirit. Now, of course, in seminary, they taught him all about the Holy Spirit, but not this aspect. So he said, let me write a book called The God I Never Knew. In my opinion, the best book ever written about this subject. And here's what I love about it. You have an educated man that was taught it's not for today that received it. And he, he knows how people think that we're taught that way. And it's just an amazing book. So you can jump into this connect group. But you know what? You can go out and buy the book. And you can read it ahead of time. Or if you go to YouTube, those of you watching on YouTube, um, you, you can literally just put the God I never knew, Robert Morris, and all his teachings. He, he made, wrote this book from what, when he taught it in his church. They all come up. Or you can go to his website, uh, Gateway Church. And just, you can actually listen to the teaching. Like, it's like what I'm doing now. Or you can listen to an audiobook, get the book. But here's why I'm going to encourage you if you're, you're hungry to get into Pastor Bill's group, because you might have questions. And it's good to go through a, a chapter and then ask questions, learn together. It, it will be uh, an e-group, so you, you can, and I think it's also going to be in person. Pastor Bill can let you know that. I don't want to make any false promises. And, and so at any time when you want prayer, he can pray for you. Or you might go through the whole thing and say, nah, I'm not interested. And that's okay. That's okay. Um, again, we're not going to try to shove it down your throat, but it's a powerful connect group. And you can see my heart here, guys. If we can pray perfect prayers for an imperfect world, it doesn't get better than that. And I'm so excited about the people praying here at Believers and praying in the Spirit over this nation and over the world. And I'm thinking these perfect prayers are being prayed. When my kids were growing up, Joe um, and Dave, Michelle and Deanna, man, 
I would pray for them and I'd pray everything I knew to pray in English and then I'd say, Lord, I'm gonna pray in the spirit now. I ask that the Holy Spirit pray perfect prayers for my kids. Now I'm doing it for my grandkids. I do it for everybody that calls believers church their home. So if you're sitting there and say, I don't know if I wanna come to this church anymore, pastor. Hey, if you're gonna go to a church, go to a church where a pastor prays perfect prayers. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, right? I mean, even if you don't agree with it, man, the Holy Ghost is praying through them. That's powerful. That's powerful, guys. And, and it will change your life. So I want to pray. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes online. Borman, Warren. And Lord, right now, there are some that have this gift. They're using it. And I just thank you for every single one of them, Lord. There are some that have this gift that haven't used it in months, maybe years. And Lord, I know you stirred them. And I just ask you to grace them to begin to use this gift at a higher level. Father, there is others that might be afraid. They might say, I'm not sure. And Lord, that's okay. Lord, all of us here at Believers, we pray dangerous prayers. And Lord, right now, we're all gonna pray that prayer. This is for people that aren't sure if they're interested. And I want you to just learn this dangerous prayer. It's very dangerous because it can change your life in a good way, right? And just say, God, if, if I'm wrong, show me. God, if what I believe isn't true, show me. And then always pray for me. If Pastor Joe's wrong, show him. That's okay. I'm, not a, I'm, I'm fine with that. I pray that way all the time. Lord, if I'm wrong, show me. If I don't see something, show me. That's a dangerous prayer that will change your life. And it's very important for you and I to humble ourselves before God. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Lord, I just pray for everybody that hasn't received that wants to. And I thank you, Father, for this gift just flooding their lives and you growing and changing all of us. So heads are still bowed. And Eyes are closed and online, man. Listen, listen. You pray for some people right now. It's really important that don't know Christ. So as we're all in prayer, maybe you're listening and you say, hey, I haven't become a disciple of Christ or a, a, a Christian yet. I'm not sure of my eternity. So listen very closely. I'm not asking you right now if you grew up in a Christian church. I'm not asking you if you're water baptized as a baby or an adult. You can do all that and just be in your head. You just know about Jesus. But there has to come a day where you see him for who he is and you accept him as your savior. And so it doesn't matter if you're listening and you're agnostic, atheist, never been to church. I believe the Holy Spirit's been touching hearts. He always does in every service. And if you're listening, you say, you know what? I believe, I believe. Jesus said, whoever calls on my name, I'll save them. He said, I died for your sins. So if you're listening, you say, hey, I'm ready to pray and accept Jesus as my savior. Would you pray with us right now? Online, if you're praying, just say this after me. Those of you online that aren't praying, pray for the ones that are. And everybody in Borman and here in Warren, can we pray with them? Just help them out. Just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I was born sin-stained and I need a Savior. And this day, I repent of my sins and look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. You died for my sins. God raised you from the grave and I accept you as my savior. And I make a decision to follow you. I declare, I make you Lord of my life. 
Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.